You're listening to The Art of KCF. This essay is called No More Multitasker November and was released as part of the Art of KCF newsletter. Issue 59 sent to email subscribers November 30th, 2022. November is my favorite month of the year because it's my birthday month. I've always been connected to November because of the excitement of a day all about me lurking in the wings for my and others' celebratory habits. For those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, November also marks chillier temps, the true transition of seasons nestling between the autumn leaves and snowflakes falling. I like the ritual of getting out my heavier coats, my snow boots, my hat, my gloves. For the Minnesotans and others of the northern latitudes, I like how it forces us to slow down, whether we like it or not. Snow and ice actually throw us off roads or sidewalks when we do not heed slick sheen warnings. There's a quiet and hush that comes with this time that marks a beginning of a cycle when we are not yet worn out with battling the cold. It is a cold I've always been able to handle. This year, as November came and went, I practiced my usual rituals for my birthday, which include begging Vimo to take a day off of work so she can play with me, treating myself to some special pastry or sugary pleasure, and journaling or reflecting on how I want to spend the following year. Instead of banking all of my hopes and dreams and goal setting at the end of the calendar year, I use November 16th as my New Year's Day. Because I have a difficult time slowing down and celebrating accomplishments without simply checking it off my list and moving on to the next one, using my birthday as a day off usually gives me at least a day to revel in me just being me. I also gain the added bonus of a six-week head start, as opposed to others who engage this practice of setting goals in the coming year on December 31st. Which, you know, as an achiever, I'm super into. The other benefit of this practice is the overlap I get in transitioning from one year to the next. Though I'm sure I could think of some benefits if my birthday were instead in, say, February or March or May, my six weeks between my birthday and the new calendar year provide me with time and space to wind down the 2022 goals as I begin takeoff for 2023. As an anxious flyer, this long runway is super helpful for me. I'm slip-sliding my way out of this year and also growing my new wings for next year's takeoff. Given this is my end-of-year celebration coming to a close as we shift into December, allow me the head start on some reflections as I shift into the energy of the new year. Not rushing, but simply trying to observe in real time, with you here by my side. Last year, following the trends of many around me, I decided I would choose a word-slash-theme to help guide me through the months of 2022. This was a new-to-me practice, and I sat with the assignment for quite some time, before honing in on a word that I felt helped highlight the energy I wanted to experience for the year. As I meditated on it, One of the troubling things I realized was the absolutely terrifyingly fast pace of life that I just couldn't seem to understand how one minute it was January 
and then in the blink of an eye, we were in December again. In an effort to counter this pace of months slipping into one very fast day, the word I chose and subsequently wrote into my 2022 Passion Planner was presence. That page also became home for my tracking of successes and setbacks, as well as other notes to myself on how I would go about reminding myself to think about this word and way of being each month of 2022. Looking over that page now, I'm reminded of a list I made after reading a book about Huga, the Danish life concept of being cozy and enjoying feelings related to comfort, especially important during winter and cold seasons. Other mantras for myself litter the page, and quotes from Eckhart Tolle decorate my bolded word. For me, presence really was about trying to aim for being present at all times and living for the present moment instead of the past or for the future. And I'm happy to report that focus on presence has paid off for me. I've shook my multitasking habits for the most part, recognizing that to multitask means to never be fully present at one of the things I'm juggling, even as I like to tell myself the lie that I'm very skilled at multitasking. I've also found this really wonderful piece, though that might be my SNRI talking, when doing a single, solitary task. Like when I find myself eating a meal by myself in the breakfast nook, I no longer immediately reach for my phone or some other reading material. Instead, I'm present with my nourishment, enjoying each bite and reflecting on where these food items came from and the journey they had to make their way to my table. Presence has brought with it a sidekick, gratitude, and a friend, peace. It's been so lovely spending time with this word in my life and thinking about how it can show up in a daily practice. Presence, and this practice of honing in on a theme for the year, has also taught me some valuable lessons on how I want to spend my time. While I still struggle with my workaholism, I'm trying to lean into working as much as I want, as long as that is really what I want to be doing. I recognize this is not everyone's path, or that everyone doesn't have this ability, and that I have much privilege in being able to truly direct my time based on the gift of my number one patron, who puts a roof over our heads and money in the account for us to get the food on the table. So given my rather privileged and unique situation, I'm grateful that I've been gifted the most valuable resource for an artist, by which I mean time. Time to be with myself, time to work myself to the bone if I want, time to sit with the feelings that arise when I'm not working. Basically, the gift of recognizing what presence might mean as a guiding North Star. And this is a great way for me to wrap up 2022, the first full year of the decade of my 40s. I'm grateful to be launching from this calm and purposeful place into year 41. Knowing I was getting to the place where I would be able to choose a new theme for the upcoming year, I allowed my brain to begin wandering for something that could really capture how I wanted to move into my next year. What will emerge from this year of calm contemplation? of my ability to slip into meditation quicker than I have ever known, of the joys I found in myself changing a tire on a chilly, sleeting November day, 
What could possibly come near to this state that I've cultivated over this calendar year to push me into wanting to try something new? I've found when I stay open to the possibility, what I need will find me when it's time. The other day, I laughed so hard at a meme while on a designated social media scroll. And I said, that's it. I know what it is that I want 2023 to mean for me. I wish to be delighted at least once a day. And by golly, I know, I will just have to figure out a way to do it. We all deserve to be delighted, or whatever theme you want to choose for yourself for this upcoming year, whatever you may or may not land on. I hope it brings you as much joy as that hearty laugh of that meme that popped up on my screen, surprised me, delighted me, and inspired me. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of KCF. The Art of KCF is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Candice Creel Falcon, with musical additions by Mountaineer via Upbeat. For a full transcript of the audio, plus all the features of my newsletter, like book reviews, creative links that inspire me, and an update on what's happening in my studio, be sure to find me through the link in the show notes. Till next time, may the joy of creative inquiry guide your path.